On today's episode of In Conversation with LMH, we speak to our dear friend and LMH photographer, Matt Porteous. We've had the pleasure of working alongside Matt for almost 10 years, and today we discuss how things have changed, how purpose-driven content is leading the way, and the spike in both digital and social media marketing. Hi, Matt. Thanks for joining us. We've missed you. How are you? What have you been up to? Hi, Gemma. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Um, what have I been up to? I don't know. It's a good question. I've been in isolation for 10 days because I went to London for a couple of days. I've come back to Jersey and I've been in isolation. So I've painted my house. And, I've, you know, I've been, um, I've been working on my website and just connecting with people and reaching out and, and just trying to, you know, just keep myself busy. I like to be busy. And so how have you been coping with these limitations of lockdown? I mean, you're obviously such a free spirit. You know, normally you're sort of traveling the world, following your passion. So have you sort of, apart from redoing your website and painting your house, how else have you been coping <laughs> with um, lockdown? <laughs> I was, it's funny, I was coping really well in the summer. I was, I was going down the beach, I'd go surfing every day, or maybe I'd go swimming or I'd go training, I'd go boxing training every every morning. And I was just keeping myself really physically fit. And now we've entered winter. I'm, I'm having to kind of, I'm having to be a little bit more creative on, on what we're doing. Um, you know, you can't just go down the beach and hang out at the beach all day. You know, I'm just trying to think of um, new things to do. I'm thinking of new ideas to be working on. Um, I'm planning maybe what I can do next year, 2021. Even though you can't really plan, it's funny, isn't it? You can't really plan anymore. It's like so hard to know what's even going to be possible and what's not going to be possible. So taking every every day at a time, every and just trying to stay positive. Do you know? I'm I'm listening to lots of books and lots of podcasts and and um, and just listening to real inspirational stories. I think that's doing me a lot of good at the moment. Yeah, I, I think we're all like that, aren't we? We're all trying to think about how we can reflect and, and, and adapt our businesses. And I think things have changed forever. And I was going to touch on that because I've seen, similar to us, that you've sort of been embracing social, which you always have. That's been sort of a window to the world. But a bit more digital, like you say, by redoing your website. So you're still trying to connect through technology. So mm. do you think that people's perception of content and how they're going to communicate has sort of changed forever? Um, yeah, this is something that we've been working on a lot over the last few months, especially with my team. It's I think I think everybody is first. Everybody's become a lot more comfortable with being online. And when I'm saying that being online, people are just going on and they're and they're opening up and they're talking about themselves and they're opening up and they're letting people into their lives and almost just into. It's not just you know this is a pretty. This is what we're doing. This is so amazing. This is like this is really me, this is really my business, and then this is, how, this is how we think and how we work. And these are the bad times and these are the good times. So I think people are kind of opening up. I think that's what social media is good for. It's good to open up and let people into your world and really see who you are as a person and as a business. You know, we, we've been trying, we're, we're, we've been out, we've been filming um, small businesses and big businesses, but we've been filming the individuals working within the business. We've been getting their real stories. So that's something that we've been working on a lot. And then putting it on social media, putting it on Instagram, putting it on LinkedIn is, is such a big thing now. And it used to just be a business tool and people just talk business on it. But now people are just talking about their, you know, what they're doing in their, in their free time and what they're doing in their lives. So we found a real... A, a real change in people's kind of personality. 
that might be the wrong word for it, a real switch in people's mindset on, on what is um, acceptable on social media and also what people, people buy into people, don't they? So it's been, even for ourselves, we first started doing it with ourselves a few months ago and opening up and talking about our journey. And I think that allowed people, businesses and individuals to come to us and, and be able to tell their story and feel comfortable doing that. Yes. No, I think I have to say, I don't think I would have ever done an Instagram live before lockdown or webinars to get people together. We used to do it all in person. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. so, um, yeah, I think I, I might see if I can convince you to do an Instagram live. I think it's it's funny. It's just all those different ways, isn't it? And I think you're right. It builds up that trust. We're really pushing that sort of content driven marketing so that we sort of think, well, you know, nothing's going to stop us from networking and still bringing the things that people need to see you know, to them in the interim before we can get back to our really fun face-to-face -face, um, communication that we used to do all, all the time and, and see people more. I think we'll all crave for that. I think by the time, you know, at some point when we can actually have a face-to-face -face event, I think it, we're going to have a, a rush. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, oh, come, oh, come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely going to be like that. Before everyone be like, oh, God, not another corporate event. <laughs> so moving on to um, some, I know that, that you and I were on the same page with this whole purpose-driven content. Like really, when people have a passion for what they do, it's it's not doesn't become a job anymore or, or a business. It's, it's, it becomes more real. And, and I know that, you know, your photography and, and, and your business, that you went to India just pre-lockdown, um, didn't you? Because... Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we spent we spent two months at the beginning of the year in Nepal and oh, India. Yeah. And we we were there for there were a few projects that we were working on there. We went we were in Nepal um doing a few projects on human trafficking, which was something new to us. We hadn't we hadn't documented this before. And it was a really it was a really powerful story, um, finding out about like the actual human trafficking in Nepal and people going and working um in the Middle East and kind of, you know, the working environment and that they're having when they're going to the Middle East and working and they're having to come back into Nepal. But also the a project we've been working on for a little bit longer is around child labor in India. And that was with a with a charity called Goodweave, which is really it's something that's when when you know when we're talking about we talk about purpose driven content and I think the purpose is it's one, it's to kind of give us a purpose to go and tell these stories because you know, we feel good for telling these stories. But the other one is to actually use our work to be able to get a message and bring it home so people can understand what's happening. You know, as photographers and filmmakers, we have the ability to do that. So, you know, on our time with Goodweave International and also Freedom Fund, a film just came out yesterday, the work we did with Freedom Fund, and that was actually around women's working rights in India and actually giving women a voice in, in India because, you know, it's really hard. It's, for so many years, it's always been men that have led. So this is giving women a right and they're able to go out and they're able to train other villagers and they're able to train other women, you know, what's right in, in working in, in business and what's wrong in business and um, it was a really powerful film that we had but we were we were welcomed in with open arms with these with these ladies that had been for a very tough time and it was just as the, the country was closing down because of COVID and we, we ended up being the only three people that could, that could get there it was supposed to be a 10-day shoot we ended up being there for three days and none of the rest of Freedom Fund could could get to the country because they were flying in from the US so 
So it was just three three boys, three chaps, and then so we went in and then we and we filmed. We worked with these ladies over three days, and it was just the most amazing experience that we had. And you know, there was a translator there explaining everything that the girls, the ladies, were saying. And you know, we left there just just feeling that we'd really achieved something quite special. And now the film's come out. I think it's really, um, you know, we, we just really hope that a lot of people are going to see it, and and it will just inspire other. First, it will. In India, when the film gets shared in India, it's going to inspire a lot of other ladies to come forward and say, you know, this has been happening to me and how can I change it? And also, you know, our work can also get the funding to to sponsor more projects like this and to help more people in India because the situation that they're in at the moment, you know, they, they haven't got any kind of outside help at the moment. So they, they've kind of, they've gone back maybe 10 years, 15 years of where all these charities were trying to get them. So they're in a really difficult situation at the moment where they're being run again by the, you know, the, the traffickers and everything have come back into these villages. So it's, it's a really hard situation for them to be in. So, you know, we're looking forward to be able to get back out there and be able to help tell these stories again. Yeah, and those stories, um, they are so powerful. I shame I got cut short, but I've seen a glimpse of the film and I did think it's such a great cause. I know that that's such your passion, um, making that difference. What about um, switching now to your wedding photography? Um, and I know you've been, for years and years, I've watched you do so many weddings. And I think um, it's incredible that you got listed as it's the top 50, wasn't it, in Harper's Bazaar wedding photographers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. On the, on the other side, I'm, I'm photographing amazing weddings around the world. And yeah, I, I mean, I feel incredibly fortunate to have been selected in the top 50 in the world by Harper's Bazaar. I think that's kind of, you know, I think that's a list that I've always looked at when I started photographing weddings about 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And um, to actually be, to be mentioned in the Harper's Bazaar top top wedding photographers in the world was, um, was pretty special, you know, for a, a guy from a little island of Jersey and oh. being, being kind of mentioned in the top photographers in the world in Harper's Bazaar, which is the biggest kind of distribution in, in the US and alongside the most amazing photographers out there is um, felt very special. I feel very privileged to be there. Well, I'm very proud of you for that because I know it's funny, isn't it? Uh, with years comes experience and it's the only good thing about age is you actually start figuring out how to do things better and you start, <laughs> yeah. you start suddenly seeing the reward of all those years paying off. So um, that was yeah really great to see. And I saw your interview actually on ITV, which I thought was really great. So well done. Thank you. Thank um, you. Now, just if we just swing back to Elevate for a moment, I was going to just put you on the spot and say, okay, so considering at the moment what we've got is our memories because we're not really allowed to go and make that many new ones abroad at the moment. Um, yeah. what, are we, what are we thinking that top three, maybe Courchevel was pretty fun on the mountain, wasn't it? Shooting for six senses, residences. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty fun. Yeah, I would say Australia when I think you basically got off the plane, went straight to the Melbourne Cup and probably worked for about 12 hours before you were ready to fall <laughs> on the horses. <laughs> that was kind of hard, but fun. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely always give me, you don't make it easy for me, do you? But you do, but you always make it fun though. That's the, that's the one thing. That's why I love working with you. It's never, it's never easy. It's always long hours, 12, 15, 16 hours. And then, uh, and then we, um, and then we always have fun at the end of it. So it's, it's great, isn't it? I mean, I miss this so much. What was the third one? You know, I was trying to think of the third one. Um, I think probably, I mean, the other shoots that we do have in London, I know it seems strange, but I'd be I'd be really happy if we actually had 
just even issued in London at this point <laughs> rather than being anywhere else. I actually also think, though, I was probably one of the first people to send you to Mauritius when you first started out, wasn't I? When you shot, remember that time in Mauritius? I think you did some work with, with the Hideaways Club. Remember that way back then? But you're the first and only person to send me to Mauritius. But Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely putting my hand up to say that I was the first one that thought, yeah, he can do it. I'm going to send him to Mauritius on his own. <laughs> you said, Matt, um, I'm just going to, I'm going to send you to Mauritius. Can you just make sure that the umbrellas are straight and that you just, and you get a great, a, you know, good lighting and inside the apartments and get some really good portraits of everybody. I was like, yeah, don't worry about that, Gemma. Um, little did you know that I'd never really photographed that many properties before, but then off I, off I went and came back and. Came back and it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah it was perfect. It was great. <laughs> but no, we've been working together for a long time, haven't we? There's been lots of really funny occasions. You know, I think, I think that's, you know, this is, this is what makes my job so much fun because, or, you know, I'm telling stories no matter where I'm going or who I'm with or, you know, if I'm in India or if I'm photographing the most luxurious weddings or the most beautiful apartments there's always a story to be told around it but then there's a story that I'm capturing but there's also the story of the people that I'm with and I think you know my time with you guys the time of LMH is is really it's been so special for me all this time and that's why we continue to work together you know I think just the the banter that we have on set and the way you know we can socialize with the clients afterwards and we can go we you know we can have a little bit of time out and we can go and kind of get the real feel for the place I think that's really I think that's a special part of working in the I mean it's a special part of working in the in the travel industry is you know it's not just it's not just about the you know the place you sleep at night but it's about the people and and the smells and the and the scenes you're in you know I think it's so yeah it's so important and maybe we're taking it for granted at the time I don't know if no I don't think I don't think we've ever taken it for granted, but now when you look at it, that even, you know, we're even able to do that and, and have all those giggles. I'm looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to getting back out there and, and doing it and getting back in the mountains and going and, you know, getting up in a chairlift and going and trying out the, the restaurant at the top of the, at the top of the ski lift there and then skiing down after a couple of bottles of uh, rosé. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I actually, I do remember a couple of other funny stories because you're right. I think it's about the team. Yeah. You know, you've always got to be happy with the team. And we've got such a great team that, you know, we all work together on our, with, with, on our content. I think we always pick the clients that we like to work with, which makes a difference, who trust us, happy for us to be creative and come up with the best work that we can. I remember, I remember actually us flying the drone I think through a house in Greece one time to try and get the best shot we possibly could before it fell in the water oh yeah in Catalonia in Catalonia yeah that was it we went straight through the house straight into the pool into the pool we were like oops yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think there was um other than Greece there was another one on an island just trying to think oh Tenerife we spent the week in Tenerife, didn't we? Obama. Oh, yeah, we went to Obama yeah. in Tenerife. And that was a lot of fun. There were some beautiful places there. Yeah. Cruising so, around on the golf cart. Yeah. And then, and then running could... out of power. Yeah. And, having to and push then the... just upsetting people. Because we're going to push the golf cart up the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody forgot to charge the golf cart. I don't get to say any our... names. It wasn't our fault. <laughs> So, yes, anyway, so, so many fond memories. And I think, um, gosh, I can't wait until we can get back out there and make some more. I suppose probably to, to sort of finish off our conversation, it might be a hard question to answer, but, you know, what does the future hold? Like, what, what any exciting shoots coming up just shortly or immediate plans? 
What have we got in the next six months? Um, do you know, I mean, for, on, a, on, a, on a personal level, what I'm working on at the moment is I'm just building an online course. So I'm just trying to, I just want to be able to inspire others to kind of follow the same journey that I've been on because it has been so, it, you know, life as a photographer is, is an amazing career and, it, you know, I feel very fortunate to be at the moment I've got my 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 wings are being clipped because I can't jump on a flight and I can't go away and I'm not working but I think you know when this opens up the thing I just want to do at the moment is just to inspire others to kind of follow the same journey that I've been on so that's something I'm that I'm working on and then yeah just I just want to be able to just when this you know when it all opens up I just want to I want to get back out there and I want to be able to continue to tell these stories um the same stories that I was telling before but I think they're just going to I think it might just be told in a, in a more of a kind of in-depth personal way than it was before. I think from everything from, from, um, you know, from luxury, luxury travel to, to weddings is going to have a more of a kind of, when you say purpose, it's like, it's going to have more of a personal purpose around it. So that's what we, that's what I want to be capturing. It's that personal journey that people are going to be going on and, mm -hmm. you know, and what it gives them and what they can come back and what they can share with their families when they come back. Um, and, you know, what, what a, a small intimate wedding can, you know, what, what can they learn at, at the wedding? You know, is it just about just being totally extravagant and having 400 people that maybe they're not going to spend much time with, or do they want to have 30 people, but have a really amazing experience that they could submerse themselves in for four days? I think this is where the storytelling element coming out of this over every area from, from charities to, to weddings to luxury travel is going to be um, really special. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, and I'm guessing getting just everything lined up now, just so we've kind of, so we've got the film element. So we've got a, you know, we've got our film crew and then we've got photographers and we've got our storytelling. So we've got everything lined up. So yeah, that's, I guess that's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing. Well, I can't wait to get back on a plane with you in 2021. And it's absolutely, I think you're right. Like we're going to have a new appreciation. It's sort of reset us all of this, hasn't it? Where maybe we may have almost taken for granted because we were just on the run and moving so quickly. So now when we're in those moments, we're just going to appreciate them so much more and be able to just be so pleased we can capture those memories and that great content and share it with everyone and the world. So I think we're going to have a good 2021, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Can't wait to get back on the plane with you. Can we just, can we travel? Yeah, either or maybe a yacht. Maybe we should just get a yacht and just sail from place to place. That'd be you. good. I'm with you. I think um, anyone that's listening that owns a yacht. <laughs> yeah. Because we're all the next year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Yeah, nice to see you, Gemma. And I look forward to, I look forward to catching up with you and the team soon.